My dear and respected brothers and sisters, indeed, remember, all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first and the last. The most kind, the most gracious, the most merciful. The giving and the forgiving. The majestic, the mighty, the all-powerful, the all-knowing, the all-hearing, the all-seeing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Salawat and salam and blessings and praise and respect and reverence and admiration and love and compassion and empathy be upon his final prophet and messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his pure family noble companions and all true believers until the very last day. And today is the very last day of the month of Rajab. Tomorrow, or today, more or less everywhere in the world will be able to see the new moon, the crescent, the Hilal of Sha'aban. Sha'aban is also a really special month for us Muslims. According to one tradition, the Prophet ﷺ attributed, ascribed this very month to himself. He described it as his own month. And there are several reasons for that. We generally speaking believe and feel and declare this time of the year, the past four weeks, the coming four weeks, and of course especially the four weeks after that, as a truly special season of worship. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my dear brothers and sisters, is so kind, he's so merciful, so gracious towards his creation, especially us human beings, by giving us special times, special moments in which we can reflect deep and turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in prayer and forgiveness and strengthen our connection our relationship with our Creator, Allah Almighty. And likewise, we also need to contemplate and think of our relationship with His final Prophet and Messenger, the best of mankind, the Chosen One. The gift towards the mankind as mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unto the mankind. Our true Master and our true Teacher in that sense, our role model. The Prophet Muhammad Perhaps the month of Sha'ban is the time of the year when we will have the best opportunity to think and ponder over that particular relationship. The next month of Ramadan, we are already thinking about it because it is just around the corner. And we are in a way getting distracted, but inshallah for good reasons. Thinking of the Quran, the month of Ummah, solidarity. Thinking of Allah and our relationship with Him, we want to increase piety through fasting and other righteous deeds, rites and rituals. But somehow, not maybe always on purpose, we tend to neglect these four weeks. Every day of the year is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to us. Think if the year was much shorter. If there was no month of Sha'ban, it was 11 months. Allah could have made it like that. He didn't. 
Allah decreed that the year will consist of 12 months. And for each one of them, there is some really important role for us, for our own benefit. So according to the Prophet's advice, <clears throat> we should not be among those people who tend to ignore this time of the year or neglect the particular blessings and goodness of the month of Shaaba. That is why our scholars have been talking about the excellence, fadail, excellences of the month of Shaaban. Just like we declared and spoke about the month of Rajab, that Allah ascribed to Himself as one of the holy and sacred months, the month of Shaaban has its own privileges, excellences. What are they? We understand that the Prophet ﷺ had special affinity toward, towards this particular time of the year, this month. He ascribed it to himself. And then he went on to fast. In this month of Sha'ban, more than he would fast in any other time of the year, of course, with the exception of Ramadan, when it's obligatory to fast every single day, unless you are exempt. Why? Because of his love towards his Creator. And one more really significant point that happens to be in this month of the year. It seems that there is some kind of annual display of our deeds or a special kind of lifting of our deeds that takes place in the month of Sha'aban. Perhaps the Prophet ﷺ meant the 15th night of Sha'aban, Laylat Nisfi min Sha'aban, as something very special. We know that there is daily, you can say, lifting of our deeds, even though we understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all seeing and all hearing. He already knows what we are going to do. Of course, He knows each and every deed that we carried out, every single person, at all times. There's no need to present anything before Him because He's aware of every single thing. But yet, in his wisdom, divine wisdom, there is some kind of display and upliftment. So if you and I know that the major kind of annual, yearly display takes place in this month of Sha'aban, maybe we could think to be in the best possible state while that very practice or phenomenon is taking place. And look at the example of the chosen one. He will try to fast as many days as possible of this month of Sha'aban. And he is the one, our teacher, as I said to you, who told us, one of the most beloved, if not the most beloved, of all deeds that we can do for Allah's sake is actually to give up on food and drinks and other carnal desires from the dawn until the sunset, which means to fast. Why? Because the sincerity, the quality of ikhlas prevails, is the outstanding quality when we perform that particular act. Unlike prayer, we can easily come to masjid every single day, five times a day, to show off. But you and I will not be fasting every Monday and Thursday, or three days a month, or as many days as you can in the month of Sha'aban to show off. We can simply hide from people and eat something. 
But when you genuinely didn't consume any food or drinks, and even left your carnal desires, and even more important, maybe, from any of that, you shun, you ban away the sinful acts. You basically left any kind of nonsense. You are doing that for Allah's sake alone. So the Prophet ﷺ answered when he was asked, Why do you fast, O the Messenger of Allah? We see that you fast most of the days of this month. You don't do that at other time of the year. Why would you do so? Why are you fasting so much? And he really gave that kind of answer. He said, I love, I love to be in the state of fasting while my deeds are being presented to my Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Perhaps because of that deed of mine which is sincere for his sake, he will oversee the shortcomings and mistakes that I've been committing in this time and during the past year and grant me forgiveness and accept my deeds. This is why some of the saints have said, you might not be able to understand this properly, but they said, Subhanallah, we may be doing many good deeds, but if there is no qubul, we've been deprived of its acceptance, what a misery. Ya asafa, a woe. And that's why they say, you might commit a sin, but that will be the cause of your salvation and gaining closeness and proximity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you sincerely repented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that very sin and you turned to Him with no elements of ostentation, show off. Who will take pride in any sin? But when I do a good deed, give a khutbah speech, I always run the danger of ujub. Am I admired by myself for how I talk? Do I feed into myself, have some kind of suma'a as well? There is a danger. But when I add, committed a mistake, I won't have such a problem. If anything, I'll be so honest and humble. And with the utmost humility, raise my hands and pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and therefore get into the court under the shade of mercy, divine mercy and grace. That's how it works. So the Prophet ﷺ always wanted to do those deeds that will make him truly serve and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as he deserves to be worshipped. This is one reason. And another reason perhaps why the Prophet ﷺ chose to fast many of the days of this particular month was to give us a kind of lesson. He's a role model for us. We need to follow his footsteps. Isn't that one of the best ways to prepare for what is coming in four weeks' time? If you just tried to fast some of these days, Alhamdulillah, the day is not too, too long nowadays. They are getting longer and longer. But fast and get some feeling, sensation, so that you are fully prepared and ready, and your body too is not going to be of a shock. The month of Ramadan comes, oh, okay, we are running away from the summer season of fasting in the UK, but still the days are, you know, like considerably long, you can say. 
But if you tried to fast some days of this month of Sha'aban, insha'Allah ta'ala, you will embrace the fasts of the blessed month of Ramadan with much more ease and eagerness. That's why the Prophet in my humble opinion, that's why he fasted because he knows there are many of us who will just follow his footsteps because he's our role model. So practicing optional fasting is really encouraged. Okay? And remember that point. We will talk about Laylat and Iswim and Shaban another time, inshallah. But remember the point. We don't know how and why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose to have a special kind of annual display of our deeds. Allah knows best. But the fact that we have that knowledge, we want to make sure we do as many good deeds as possible and us be in the state of fasting while that particular accounting or reckoning or display is taking place. And the last thing I would like to share with you today in this khutbah, we understand also that it was in this month of Sha'aban that Allah, the Almighty, the All-Knowing, the Wise, chose to reveal that ayah from Surah Al-Ahzab in this month of Sha'aban. And we read that ayah every Friday in Juma, and of course most of you will read Quran on a regular basis. It is in Surah which is called Al-Ahzab, but also has another name, Surah Ali Muhammad. Okay? The Surah which very much talks about the Prophet Muhammad and his family. So he's been named after him and his family as well. Allah says, أَسْتَعِيذُ بِاللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا صدق الله العظيم So this amazing verse from the Holy Quran this extraordinary command. قَدْ أَمَرَكُمْ بِأَمْرٍ عَظِيمٍ The scholars say, Allah gave us a magnificent order, extraordinary order. And what is it? It is to send peace and blessings or salutations upon his final prophet and messenger Muhammad Since Allah began by sending his peace and salutations and blessings upon the Prophet and then he ordered his angels to do so as the second in turn all you who believe do the same so this time of the year in my humble opinion again is an ideal time ideal time to try to increase the quantities okay the level of our love respect, reverence, and mention of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And you know what? Our greats of the past, pious predecessors, they were absolutely competing in trying to express their utmost love and reverence and support and connection, not disconnect, connection with the Prophet by composing the most beautiful 
compositions, the most beautiful salawat and salam upon the chosen one. And there are many, many books that they have written. I, I just wanted to share a few points with you, like what they thought about when they were trying to obey this particular command of Allah. It's in obedience of Allah's command that they go and produce the most marvelous and beautiful things that you would ever read or hear, sing. So some of them, they thought of the quantity. How much should I obey this command and how many peace and salutations and praises and blessings and reverence, whatever it is I, I should and, 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 and ought to send upon the Prophet So they will just say the number which is beyond count. And some of them will begin their books when they praise Allah, alhamdulillah, and then salawat, alfa, alfi, 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 alfi salat. Thousands and thousands, millions, billions, there's no number that we know of. Beyond number. And that was their intention. And we understand that everything in Allah's creation praises Allah. But they are also creatures that Allah created, perhaps, Allahu A'lam, just to send peace and salutations upon the Prophet That's their purpose of existence. Their purpose of existence, of living, is to send peace and salutations upon the Prophet Okay? Then they go on the other one. But how, in what manner am I supposed to send peace and salutations upon the chosen one, my beloved? They will then choose the most superlative of terms that you can ever imagine. And they will think and scream through the beautiful creation of Allah and think of the gems, the most beautiful and precious things that are there, that we know of, that we have knowledge of. And they'll say, oh Rasulullah, you are better than that. As like, he's sweeter than honey. He's more, most, more precious than the most precious of stones that we know. Anything. Azka, Afdal, Athar, whatever. But there's another one which is really striking me. Salawat that will never end. So if you read Qasida al Burda, for example, or any other Dalail al Khairat, any other uh, book or Qasida, that uh, includes many of the salawat and salam upon the Prophet you will understand what I'm talking about. But this really strikes me when they say, Allahumma salli wa sallim ala Sayyidina Muhammad abad al-abideen. Or they say, sarmadan. Or, la yafni wa la yuhsa adada. It's like, subhanallah. Their relationship with the Prophet is so strong, it's so powerful that they understood that he is the one who is the secret of Allah's secrets that he sent onto this mankind. And until we work on our relationship with the Prophet how, practically speaking, can we get closer to Allah And I'll end the khutbah with this uh, hadith. We read it already. There is so much reward for us just to say, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Just this simple phrase. Or Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala Sayyidina Muhammad. So much reward. Allah appoints a special angel that will convey this greeting, very special kind of prayer, to the Prophet 
and a special angel that will pray for you. Not one to one, tenfold. And more than that, they are like some people have written 46 benefits of sending one salawat upon the chosen one, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But there is one more notion we need to remember. If the Prophet's name was mentioned in a gathering where we were present, or in our presence, if I was the only person there, and you chose not to say, Allahumma salli wa sallim wa baraka alayh, that's a serious problem. According to our Prophet, that is al-bakhil. The miserly, the stingy person is the one in whose presence I, the Prophet said, I was mentioned, my name was mentioned, yet they chose not to send peace and salutations upon me. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he purifies us of such blameworthy trait, this particular level of miserliness or stinginess, so that we do the opposite. We send peace and blessings upon the chosen one in abundance, tasliman kathira, and we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he makes our salawat and salam that we send upon his chosen one, the means of getting closer to Allah and his messenger, instilling the pure, earnest love of both of them into our hearts so that we may finally feel and taste the sweetness of faith and that they become the means of Allah's mercy descending upon us and that that becomes the means of our self-purification and that that becomes the means of our human humbleness and reverence and love towards the Chosen One. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم